0: We closed that. We actually sold it on the first day. Uh, we wanted a contract on the first day on the market for full price. Uh, it fell out of contract a week within the week. And two weeks later, we sold it again for twenty five thousand over asking. Wow. You're listening to the We Love Equity
1: Real Estate Show, a podcast that discuss the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show.
2: hello we love equity real estate family i am excited today we have a very special friend here we are outside of his flip here well in the backyard of his flip here in phoenix arizona and i wanted to bring him to you today because he has some exciting news he's actually just getting started but at the same time he's not a novice so today i want to introduce you to kirk mclaughlin out of Portland, Oregon, who's virtually flipping here in Phoenix, but he's here right now, and he wanted to do this podcast, and I wanted to have him on the show. So, Kurt, welcome. Welcome to the show.
0: Thanks a lot, Marcus. Thanks.
2: Great, great, man. Glad to have you here. Uh, So, tell me, how did you
0: get started in real estate? Oh, real estate. I took a Than Merrill class, man, five, it must have been about five years ago. I was just starting my construction business, and uh, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, that's not real. Okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> How do you find money? Like, I don't have that much money. I can't, you know, I can't, couldn't do that. And, uh, you know, wholesaling, this whole wholesaling business. And who's going to sell their house for 70% of retail value? You know, yep. So it's just one of those things of like, uh, it's just un- unbelievable. And I was busy. And so why would I take time out of my busy business that, you know, pretty much controlled 180 percent of my life okay. uh, to try to make some easy money on real estate where it's just probably not real anyway.
2: <laughs> okay so you have a contracting background before real estate what were you doing? Were you just doing odds and ends jobs or kind of what, what, what did a, that entail? I've
0: been in commercial construction for about 30 years so just 28 uh, ish so in high school and uh, I've just never done anything else. So I worked my way up through, uh, you know, construction from from being a carpenter, from being a laborer to a carpenter into managing projects into the office into eventually starting a construction company and then uh, getting tired of the headaches of trying to collect money from people who ask you to do stuff, but didn't really want to pay for it.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. I completely (laughs) understand. (laughs) Glad I wasn't in your shoes. Um, I'm kind of handy, but not not on a professional level. So you went to the Stan Merrill workshop and it talked about raising money fixing and flipping and
0: and wholesaling what was your key takeaway from that man they had so much good information really you know it was a it was a way for them to sell their fifty thousand dollar backpack okay how to how to get a business name you know how to start an llc how to Uh, you know, how to find some hard money, you know, how to find the deals. I mean, it it was definitely an A to Z how to start a business. Okay. And and I already had the A to M of the business side. So there was a lot of information that was just kind of, uh, you know I, I got this and it wasn't that they gave you all the information it was definitely teasers here and there but it definitely piqued my interest of like one of the key takeaways from that class I got was all these little bandit signs all over town right Yep. drive around you see those signs give those guys a call see if they got any extra houses <laughs> and honestly that's how I got started
2: okay so um, so so tell me about okay so you went to that Van Marrow workshop five years ago why did it take you five years to execute from the time you went to to now?
0: I'm a serial entrepreneur.
2: <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> I, I was busy not making another company work at the time. It, it it worked. It was just I was in that same field I'd always been, just progressively climbing that ladder, and it it just took it took that time for me to get burnt out of doing that same thing over and over again. You know, the rinse and repeat, and, and trying to expect something different and So finally, kind of 2020 hit, and we had uh, some things change in our business, and it just was kind of a force like, man, what am I going to do now? Um, I really need to make some changes. And and, uh, uh, I love the way the the design side of houses and all the little finishing touches, all the little pieces that come together. Seeing those things that most people really can't see thats my favorite part of it. Okay.
2: So... Five years. Tell me what was that first deal? What what made you finally say, okay? I heard about this five years ago. We got this change in our business. Um, Kind of piece together that beginning. How did that first deal look? Where did you get the money? Was it just hard money? Where did you get the down payment for the hard money? Kind of walk us through that for someone that's looking to get started as a fix and flipper.
0: I belong to a business organization, EO, Entrepreneurs' Organization, and uh, in my business group is Ryan from Rain City Capital, which is a hard money lender. So I asked Ryan if he wanted to go to lunch. I said, buy him a burger. And uh, his office, his personal assistant who uh, had made the arrangements, forgot to put the date on his calendar. Oh, wow. So I'm sitting here waiting for him to show up, and I give him a text. Hey, uh, should I order you something? That three minutes, you're not here yet. Let's preemptively make sure everything's happening. And he calls me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect because I was, you know, kind of looking for a little guidance. And it's like, man, ah, clearly this is true, but I, I don't understand money. I don't understand how it works in real estate. And uh, that's you know, probably the biggest, scariest thing I hear people talk about all the time as well. So I had did that uh, last year, 2018. Kind of more interested. I heard him talk a little bit about it. and Okay. He had a flipping business that he basically closed down because, uh, you know, he had some bad employees that weren't managing things totally correctly. And uh, so he was kind of in this mid-stage of transition, transition. of that as well. So I was like, yep. oh, I want to hear about that. I hear about, you know, the things that, that he did wrong the things that he did right and where he wanted to go. I'm always interested in learning about that stuff. Okay. So, he sort of ran me through. He was like, well, let's find a deal. You know, your your ARV is most critical. You know, this is things that I I'd had learned. I, I kind of knew where those percentages need to be. But he mm-hmm. also kind of clued me in on a few of these things that are hidden, these hidden fees, the, the closing costs that we're paying, you know, your broker's fees, yep. you know, all the little stuff that comes out of closing. And then the cost of the money, you know, the, the down payment pieces. So uh, the more, you know, information I got, the more scared I got about it. And uh, <laughs> it was like, the more you know, the more you, oh, God. Yeah, no, right yeah, now. yeah. So, so probably still stuck in that analysis paralysis last year, of knowing it's like ah, oh, there's there's some money to made. I feel totally comfortable doing the work. I already have the contacts, but still stuck there on that money side. Okay. Um, so, uh, basically laid off all the employees uh, first of the year. You know, had a little bit of money to kind of like, okay, what am I gonna do? Um, chatted with my uh, brother about it and uh, said, hey, I I think we could. I have the time now. I think we can make this work, and so our first deal we found off the RMLS. Okay. Um, I made seven offers on RMLS houses before we closed one.
2: Okay. So. So you started. So during that transition of 2020, which was actually kind of perfect for you guys, not knowing everything that was going to happen this year, laid off all of your employees and said, "Hey, you know, we're going to do something different. We're going to pivot."
0: Well. we were going to pivot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the pivot came and, and, you know, other kind of helped everybody find new places and, and, and started to move on. So, yeah. And then kind of said, man, I know how to do this. Uh, the only thing I'm scared about is the money. What am I so scared about? Let's, okay. let's, let's give it a shot. Yep. Um, you know, we put, uh, we were able to get our first deal under contract with a, a two week inspection period so we really had a way out if we needed one and then uh it was you know we were able to purchase that deal because we we came in with a with a good price it had a some value adds that needed to happen I mean it had well let's
2: let's talk about the numbers Kurt well what was the numbers on it and we can kind of dig into it
0: uh that deal was we had an expected ARV of I think uh 380 okay so and then it had a it, it needed completely gone through. It hadn't been touched for since it was built in the 50s. But it had a bedroom downstairs in the, the daylight basement. Okay. And it had a kitchen put into it and a bathroom. Now, they were discombobulated. They'd clearly been kind of muddled through when they installed them. But, you know, it was in a small town outside of Portland, uh, St. Helens. And okay. their, their city, uh, the, the way the permit office was, is very... Uh, Unorganized, so everything was grandfathered in. We we weren't, we didn't know if anything 10 years older. We don't know if it had a permit or not. So it was grandfathered in. Okay. I did a little due diligence for that. Everything was going to be great, so it was going to be fine. So we we're actually going to be able to convert that mother-in-law quarters downstairs actually into a ADU um, with a with a $80 permit. Okay. So so
2: what's it? What's the ADU?
0: The accessory dwelling unit. So the Airbnb.
2: Okay, okay. gotcha. gotcha. A permittable Airbnb. Okay.
0: Right. So. So that got us kind of on this trend. Where, so we, we put in an offer. This property had fell out of contract twice, both times during inspection. Okay. So it was uh, an older gentleman who really was moving in with his uh, family. Okay. So, so you
2: found a motivated seller pretty much.
0: So we made an offer. He, they made a counter that was too high. We, we actually recountered back up to kind of the end of my limits. But we also took all the contingencies away. Okay. We said... All cash, close in two weeks, uh, no inspections.
2: No inspections.
0: And uh, I already seen the property. I have a bit of experience. So I was already able to do the due diligence on the permitting. So we were going. I knew we were going to be able to add some value on top of that as well. Okay.
2: So, um, so 385 was the that was ARV. Our ARV. Uh, yeah. Purchase price was? So
0: they came back to us. I think we... Uh, during the midst of our negotiations back and forth they got a full price offer at 2 235 or 240 okay, okay. so you got some room there you got about a they had a full price offer at 2 we were at 215 okay 216 um and we had no contingencies close in 2 weeks so they came back to us and said we got a full price offer all the inspections we kind of don't want to go through any of that can you close in a week we said absolutely um, and then it took them two and a half weeks to close because <laughs> 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 there was some issues with title that they had to work, to had to on, work on their out. side, but we were good to go. Okay. So it so, was a hard money deal. We used uh, rain city capital. It was our first hard money deal with them. Um, I was able to scrounge up between some cash that I had and family money, uh, uh borrowed some money from my mom and actually okay. partnered with my brother, uh, okay. to put together about 80 grand to put into that deal to, 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 the down payment and then also fund the rehab The rehab okay um, we actually funded the rehab through the hard money lender but we had to have the money to pay up front to pay our contractors okay so we it was a reimbursement.
2: reimbursement okay yeah. so just to kind of go back through arv 350 385 purchased it for around 215 yep.
0: 220 yeah. yeah.
2: okay and brought 80 grand to the table brought 80
0: grand to the table to get the deal done yeah
2: okay So how long did it take you on that deal to get it, you know, to get the rehab done and everything like that?
0: Uh, close the deal. Actually I was in Hawaii when we signed on the, um, actually everything closed and that was three months and a week. Okay. To put it on the market again.
2: Okay. So So, 90 days, a hundred days, you know, a hundred days to, um, turn it and everything like that. So, you got 80 invested into it out of pocket outside of, you know, what the hard money lender yep.
0: finance. What did you net after all closing costs and fees and things? So like we that? closed that, we actually sold it on the first day. Uh, we went a contract on the first day on the market for full price. Uh, it fell out of contract a week, within the week. And two weeks later, we sold it again for 25,000 over asking. Wow, okay. Um, so we ended up with about ninety in it. So two sixteen plus, the uh, so we're into it for about uh, three ten. Okay. So we had about twenty four thousand dollars, twenty five thousand dollars in uh, Close, broker fees closing and, and, and closing costs. So I think right around sixty grand was. Okay. Our net profit on that. Okay. Our gross profit. So. Yeah.
2: All right. So you made sixty grand on your first on your first deal. How nervous were you doing that deal?
0: I was not nervous at all.
2: Okay. <laughs> Okay. Why? Because <laughs> your construction background,
0: uh, construction background, uh, the the strength of the housing market right now, especially. Okay. Um, once we got over the hurdle of of you know getting some money, uh, getting some hard money on the table, uh, that that was really the, the nervousness for me.
2: Okay. So, so we're we're twelve months. This is December. You we're guys started now, in yeah. in January, right?
0: February, uh, that we closed we that that first day was, we signed March twenty eighth. We closed on that property to, to purchase. To purchase. It. It.
2: Yeah. Okay. So you're nine months, nine months in. Nine months in yeah. And in those nine months, how many deals have you closed?
0: Uh, we have our fourth flip closing next week.
2: Okay. So the fourth closing next week, plus you have this one you're about this to one put on the, market. on the
0: market next week.
2: Okay, this one goes on the market next week. Yeah. Plus, you have a four-unit. Plus, we were that able to bought. buy a
0: fourplex with the proceeds from that house uh, in uh, St. Helens. Yeah.
2: Okay, so that eighty grand that you put up front. Right. Got you through six deals, pretty much.
0: So, we were able. to th- the the eighty grand, so we scrounged together another eighty grand between my brother and myself, um, borrowing some money from family, getting together.
2: I need to borrow some money, Kurt. You know, you can come up with eighty grand real easy.
0: Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me show you a picture of my checking account the last three months. So, when McDonald's declines your debit card, it's <laughs> a rough day. <laughs> and you
2: know what? People don't people don't talk about that, Kurt. Oh my you know, they think once you get into into uh, real estate investing, that everything is going to be peaches and cream. You know, you put up eighty grand. Yeah, I make I made sixty grand off of that eighty grand, and now I'm going into more and more flips. But they don't know the struggle in between. Oh man! So kind of kind of tell us about that, man. You said <sighs> McDonald's declined your debit card, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's a daily hassle. I mean, it's like an addiction, right? So we closed that first deal in March. We bought our next deal in May. Uh, At the same time, the same day, we bought, it was a a one-bedroom, one-bath, not a single closet in it.
2: Okay, now that sounds sounds interesting. (laughs) One-bedroom, one-bath, no closets.
0: No closets. No closets anywhere in the entire house. It was Mm. on a beautiful, tiny little lot. The lot looked huge because the house was so small
2: what was the square i mean that house had to be what 700
0: under under 600 square
2: feet 600 square feet now guys let me tell you this (laughs) most investors would shy away from that because your buyer pool will be so small on buying a one bedroom one bath house but you took the you took the chance you said hey the housing market is real strong very strong let's go ahead and do it so how fast were you in and out of that one
0: uh so we were in and out of that one and just over five weeks.
2: Okay, because it's so small. So small,
0: it was so small. So um, actually hired out, uh, subcontracted the entire thing. So we had them do, uh, took out a wall, um, kind of a kitchen. uh, The the wall was that was actually only cabinets. Really? (laughs) It was cabinets on one side and it had uh, shiplap on the other. That was the demising, that was the dividing wall. So (laughs) I'm taking that all out, redo all the floors. And put our new kitchen, put, put new kitchen countertops, and cabinets, and countertops in. Okay. Uh, painted inside and out. Uh, it was a horrid green uh, fence. I mean, the whole property was fenced, and it was painted, um, not forest green, but kind of chartreuse forest green. I think we could have just repainted the fence and sold it again.
2: Really? Oh my gosh. it was, <laughs> it was horrible.
0: Uh, so we bought that house for two ten. We sold that house the first weekend for three hundred. That house fell out of contract within the week. Uh-huh. We sold it again for 325 two weeks later. Wow.
2: So let's let's talk about that because a lot of people would be I know when I have a property that falls out of contract, man, it's like the the earth just shatters. <sighs> Everything goes crazy. So, um, how did you feel? Because a lot of people don't talk about this. When that fell out of contract How did you feel?
0: First of all, these houses are my babies. Like the thing I love about real estate is how they look when I'm done. Like I don't. We don't we don't change carpet and paint walls, you know. We make these houses the way they were supposed to be built from the beginning, and it it doesn't cost. You know, that's not the most cost effective way to flip homes, but it's how we get joy out of doing what you do. What we do in real estate. So. These things are, are pride and joy. So when people critique them, you know, we, we get these home inspections and these home inspectors honestly critique things that they have never had a part of in their life are, are telling you that, you know, this is wrong and that's wrong. It's like, you know, it's, it's like tugging on your heart, like pulling little pieces yeah, out. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's my baby. So that's the biggest, that's the biggest piece of it. But again, the, the housing market is strong. You know, we know we're priced at the very top of our market. Every house we've sold, we've set the price in the neighborhood. Okay. So you know kind of falling back on we know we have a good product we we don't have to sell the house tomorrow right <laughs> when i mean i got another debit card so hopefully mcdonald's <laughs> will take that one. mcdonald's
2: will be alright you just give them a different <laughs> card we got a closet
0: we got a closet full of top ramen i my my mom lives close you know so <laughs> yep yep <laughs> you know so so okay. it, it it's it's a, a little devastating, but you kind of choke that back and, and you, you hold it in a little bit, and you say we're going to get back on the market. We're going to make sure we've done everything we can do, and find find the right buyer. Yeah. So how did that
2: that that first offer at three hundred fall out, and then you found another? buyer at 325 Did you have it priced at 325 or did it become a bidding war?
0: It became a bidding war. So, so we a had one a... One
2: bedroom, one bath house. <laughs> one bedroom, no one
0: bath house. This is true. Um, to be fair, this is the only house on the same block as the park, uh, Cathedral Park in Portland, in uh, St. John's. It's a beautiful area. Um, the house was built in the in 1900... 1905, 1907. Okay. They someone put a foundation underneath of it. They did some plumbing repairs, and they weren't top notch. You know, they were probably twenty years old. So we didn't do much with them. They they worked well. Um, so we actually brought a plumber in and, and went through and spent about a thousand dollars just to clean it up and make it look good and resupport. So that okay. was one of the things that came out of that home inspection. That, okay. Uh, the first one of the reasons the first buyer backed out.
2: Backed out. Yeah. Okay. So it was so, the plumbing.
0: Uh, there was a few things, but that was kind of the big big piece of it. Okay, That was their big excuse.
2: Yeah, because normally once you have one thing on an inspection, then they start looking at everything and they're like, well, no, I don't want this house anymore, you know. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So these were in Portland. So why did you decide to come here to Phoenix to start doing what you're doing because you were having some success in Portland?
0: I'm not sure if uh, all your viewers can see, but it's December. (laughs) <laughs> and it's 80 degrees.
2: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So it's beautiful weather.
0: It's beautiful weather. Oh my gosh. So we found this property here with the pool uh this summer. So okay. it was our fifth, it was our fourth purchase.
2: So, okay. So before we dive into this one. Yeah. All right. Let's hear a brief word from our sponsors. We'll come back with Kurt and we'll talk about this property here in Phoenix. We'll get into the numbers on this one. What they're doing. And as if you haven't noticed, he has the stagers walking back and forth doing some staging because they're about to get this one on the market. So let's take a brief break and we'll come right back.
1: PropStream is the industry's number one tool for locating distressed properties and connecting with highly motivated sellers. With 100% coverage across the U.S., PropStream provides a deep dive into any property's specific details making it easy to generate lists of distressed properties and contact to the owners. No other product or service can compare. Gain access to MLS property details like expired listings. You can pull accurate comps, even sell prices in non-disclosure states. This information is typically reserved for licensed real estate professionals, but it is also available to you in PropStream. Gain access to unlimited nationwide property search, comparable home sales, targeted marketing lists, and Owner contact lookup, built-in marketing tools, hundreds of filters to search and sort leads. Start your free seven-day trial now by going to proud.propstreampro.com/slash. We love it.
2: All right, so we're back with Kurt McLaughlin out of Portland, Oregon, but we're here in the sunny state of Arizona. <laughs> He is a fix and flipper, just got started in February. This is now December. So 10 months in, he's done six deals total, and he have a flip that's closing. The 20th. The 20th, and then he has this one that's about to go on the market. So tell me about this one here, Kurt. um, How did you find this one? And first of all, why did you decide To come to Phoenix. I know you said the weather, but what about the real estate market?
0: No, the real estate market is very similar to Portland. uh, That housing prices are good. Uh, Actually, the income, the tax rate here is phenomenal and it's very business friendly. So that was a very very specific reason why we didn't just head straight west. uh, I headed west and a bit east. Okay, okay. (laughs) Uh, I'd love to be on the coast of California. I just... um, the, price points are ridiculous. The price, I don't mind the price as much. As long as the profit margins are there, I'm okay with that. But the taxes and, and all of the um, stuff, the hoops you have to jump yeah, through. bureaucracy. The bureaucracy there is, is just too much. It was, it was more than I, I cared to deal with. So okay. maybe someday, but for now.
2: Okay. So it's true that your, your
0: brother moved here from Portland, correct? Correct. Uh, he lived in southern Oregon. So he moved here uh, just a, a little over a year ago, year and a half ago
2: okay yeah so then did he give you the insight on the market and say hey kurt you know we might need to do something here
0: he was uh he was super interested in in getting into real estate as well and doing some investing finding some rentals uh maybe a little business something outside so we sort of talked about that they bought a house recently and we're also watching the market the same way going wow there's there's some pretty good deals right now there's some houses are really selling there's a real shortage of uh, inventory so that's all good things for, for flippers okay what we did learn was that it gets really hot in the summer
2: yeah so yeah we're in the desert so it gets 120 (laughs) degrees plus in the summer and even like now it's 80 degrees but then at night it dropped down to 40 40. (laughs) you know so it's a drastic change so how did you find this one this deal here
0: so this is my classic style i like to drive around and uh find nice neighborhoods and those little signs up on the street corners you know they have that says if we buy ugly houses you know that's everyone I see I call I say hey you got any extra houses um what do you got I get on your list uh so this came from a wholesaler here actually they're a national wholesaler we work with them in Portland as well Uh, actually we work with them in North Carolina um okay on top of that so they brought this deal to us um said hey we got this one um here's the numbers what do you think you got about six hours to decide
2: okay gotcha (laughs) Gotcha. So what was, what was the numbers here on this?
0: Uh, so this one, the ARV was supposed to be around the 540 mark. So we ended up paying three seventy. It had a $75,000 remodel rehab. Okay. So,
2: all right. So pretty good numbers. And the work that was done here, as you can see, nice pool, really, really nice property guys. I wish I could take you through it, but maybe next time. Um, so the majority of the work here, first of all, when did you close on this, and how long has it been since you've been carrying it? Uh,
0: so this one we closed in, um, like, the 1st of July. Okay. So around there. So we were, I was tied up in Portland, you know, trying to wrap up some projects up there. So we were a little bit slow. And this is where we learned some lessons about, you know, how much money we have tied up in different places. Uh, that had definitely has been our constraint. Okay. Of just how we... Uh, are using our hard money lending and and how we're financing the rehabs versus not financing them uh, and funding them ourselves so okay uh and and just getting better rates you know the more we do the more more the lenders want to work with us and the better rates we're getting we're getting um sub eight you know hard money so with 10 percent down
2: okay and then is this the same lender that you that lent to you in Portland, or is this a different lender?
0: Uh, so we used three different lenders. Uh, this is Two One Two, so they uh, uh, they're affiliated with the wholesaler that sold us the property. Okay. So okay. we've done three deals with them. Okay. We've done four deals with them. This this is uh, this is our third deal we did with them. And what the what we... wholesale company is it? Uh, it's called Two One Two. Two One Two. Two One Two Lending.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. Um, so what did you learn on
0: this on this property? Ah, so this is back into a different state. You know, here we are, uh, uh, satellite, uh, satellite flipping, you know, finding contractors, finding quality contractors. And it's been kind of a hassle of, of finding some guys that say they can do the work. You're checking on the guys. They, you know, you're getting inspections and then, you know, the work, some of the, some of the work is quality is amazing and others of it is lackluster. And so really not paying until we have a complete job, collecting 1099s, you know, getting all the, the paperwork yep, piece. Like, yep. are you licensed? Are, are, do you have everything together? Sort of that rigmarole of that uh, actual just business side of it okay. was, was the, the biggest pain in the butt.
2: So now did you have to do that or did your brother that's here um, find the contractors and make sure they give you the 1099s and everything like that?
0: Uh, yeah. So we worked together. He was able to find... Uh, uh, several contractors just by asking around, asking the wholesaler, asking other, other flippers and okay. sort of, you know, going to home Depot and saying, Hey, I need someone to uh, paint, I need someone to do tile, you know, so there's good, good resources. Also, you know, Craigslist and finding people to do like our quartz countertops, like we needed to install, you know, and, you know, get two or three people like, ah, it's about this much. And get some pricing over the phone, see how far out there, get a good feel for what kind of quality they can do. Okay. But then, you know, make making sure we finish before we pay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then inspecting the work, you know, and oftentimes we get, can you pay us in cash? Like I'd love to pay you in cash. I still got to get a 1099 and I'm still going to send it, send you the, the yep. tax stuff, you know,
2: IRS <laughs> is definitely going to make sure they get their money yeah. because if you don't, then they're going to come after you. That's right. <laughs> so right, right, right. you'll be paying taxes on money that you gave away, right. you know, so, okay. Well, Kurt, man, Thank you for allowing us to come out and do this interview with you. What's next? What do you see that's coming up next on m radar? Uh Radar?
0: We have some big goals for next year. We're going to do 24 flips. So we're also looking to purchase an additional 12 doors. Okay. But exciting for me is um, some coaching, actually, some, whole, uh, some, some flipping coaching and uh, getting some other people involved. I love seeing people grow and, you know, lighting their fire and, and seeing that stuff happen. So that's my that's probably my the most exciting. I, I mean, the thing I'm most excited for for next year. OK, so. OK. So um,
2: now you said you want to do 24 deals, so a deal a month next year. Uh, plus, you want to purchase fifteen doors or so. Another twelve. Another twelve.
0: Yeah. So, uh, four plexes to to twelve plexes.
2: Okay. All right. Um, so, if wholesalers want to get in contact with you, or people want to get in contact with you, how can they reach you? That way, if they have a deal, they can make sure that you get it.
0: Yeah, in uh, Portland, uh, Portland Metro, and uh, Phoenix, Phoenix Metro, and North Carolina. And uh, down in Louisiana now, we're just starting to move into there. Uh, it's Kurt, K-U-R-T, at Kurt, K-U-R-T, McLaughlin, dot com.
2: Okay. Yeah. So Kurt at KurtMcLaughlin.com. You can reach out to Kurt. You can find him. Any social media handles, anything
0: like that? Uh, it's Kurt M three three three. So, uh, Kurt M three three three. That's at Facebook. At Facebook, Facebook, uh, Facebook, and on uh, Instagram, it's uh, Kurt McLaughlin Coaching.
2: Okay, all right, guys. So you know how to get in contact with Kurt. You can reach out to him. You can see that he's really out here doing these businesses. We're not just talking, but we're out here doing. So, Kurt, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. I know you're going to keep. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com. Also, youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.